I'm Tim. Welcome to the fourth episode of our second series of this podcast about life on canal boats during COVID-19 lockdown. Here at Hockley Port, we have perhaps 28 moored canal boats, of which maybe only half of them actually go anywhere. Our residents come here from all walks of life and each has a unique story to tell as to why they have come to live on the canal. Some come to fulfill a dream. Some are here for a simpler life. Some because they can't afford to buy a house. Some by careful planning and some by accident. Whatever our reasons for being drawn to living on the canals, there's no escaping that our lives are inextricably connected to the water. Like it or like it not, and I have yet to find someone who doesn't like living on the water. The waterways, the towpath, and our landlord, the Canal and River Trust, are omnipresent. So this week, I asked a few of my neighbours about their recent observations of the canals and life around them. We start with John and Nicky. I want to start by saying that this week we have a damn fine looking wood store. Yep, yep, yep. All cut by me and... Stacked by me. Yes, a man thing this is, having a well-stacked wood store. It is very satisfying to see it all stacked up. They do say that the wood warms you three times. It's when you cut it, when you stack it and when you burn it. Yes. And for us, when you pick it off the towpath as well. Yeah, absolutely. And talking of towpaths, one of the the sad things that I have to make out is the amount of fly tipping that we're watching that's surrounding the canals at the moment. Not only on the BCNS, it was also on national news uh, on Friday that the Litchfield Canal is suffering badly from fly tipping and it's not just tipping by the side of the canal it always ends up in the canal and three weeks ago we went to town breaking the ice and with the ice you can't see the the stuff that's dumped in there and as we broke the ice we picked up a bed cover um like a big plastic sheet massive plastic sheet which I could see at least 15 feet at the back of the boat dragging along. I tell you, weed hatches in winter are grim because it's so cold. A friend taught me a a trick that you pour a kettle of water into the weed hatch. The weed hatch, by the way, is at the back of the boat where the propeller is. Obviously, it's all sealed in, but because you do get stuff around your prop at various times, you have to have a way of accessing that. So you you unwind a handle and pull a plate out. It involves lying on your belly and getting hands down near the engine and putting your arms into really cold and quite scummy, horrible water. You don't know what you're going to touch that's gone around the prop. You know, it could be a piece of plastic or somebody's arm. I did find a dead rat down my weed hatch once. That was quite unpleasant. It was at night time as well. Oh, I've been lucky. All I've found around there is rope and mattresses and tyres and pieces of wood and Tesco shopping bags, which we're not getting so many of now. Now you have to pay for them. So, yeah, going out cruising, it's the same all year round. I think the, the fly tipping thing at the moment, there's partly it's winter, so you can really see the rubbish that people are dumping. But I think it's also it's partly that people are at home more, they've got time to sort stuff out. It's after Christmas, you always get fly tipping after Christmas anyway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's just junk. It's this magic thing, you tip it over your back fence and it just disappears, doesn't it? It just does. disappears. It disappears and usually round your prop. Yeah. Yeah, we find it later on. So the CRT, we can only assume, did some improvements on the towpaths and stuff in the winter, didn't they? They put lots of bins 
along the path, which is great because that should minimise the amount of rubbish. But they forgot to empty them. Yes, we noticed that the emptying scheme, the emptying rotor is maybe not as robust as it should be. So then they're overflowing and then people put rubbish, just balance it on top. It's almost like public art, isn't it? The way that the rubbish is balanced on top of the bins. Um, they also put some benches in along the towpath, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Me the be- giants. <laughs> some of them are for giants. My feet don't touch the ground when I sit on the bench. You but... have got very short legs. Yeah. Um, I did criticise the positioning of some of the benches because some of them are sitting facing some really miserable views. But that's very churlish of me because I really like the fact that there are benches we've been and sat on a couple they of have them, improved they? the canal the, the towpaths a lot i think and as a result loads and loads of people it's been crazy the towpath in this second or third lockdown um it was busy before with people exercising really it was summer then as well yeah. wasn't it so lots of people on bicycles we talked about that before didn't we but now it's the coffee people yes so where where we live if we walked on the canal from here to Brindley Place in Birmingham um it's about a mile and a half I think yeah and about halfway on that journey is where the main line meets the loop and it's almost like a migration of people from Costa Coffee up the canal carrying coffee cups on the weekend isn't it they do I, I am surprised that they can draw a coffee out for that long Unless, unless, of course, they're trying to get rid of their coffee cups, but the bins are full. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a new, a new thing. But it's been interesting. We had a walk yesterday where we went along the towpath and then you kind of wiggle your way across to the Edgebaston Reservoir, which is a walk we do a lot. And the towpath's often busy and then around the reservoir is very busy. But the back streets in between are usually pretty derelict, aren't they? And mm. it's, you know, it's a bit of a, it's an up and coming area because there's some development, but it's a bit of a sort of post-industrial wasteland. But yesterday, lots of people around, obviously doing a similar kind of walk to us involving the canal and the reservoir. Which lots of like, young, young people. Young people, coffee yes. carrying young coffee people. Coffee carrying young people <laughs> with bobble hats on. But it was nice to see, wasn't it? It was. But then, you know, you get a little bit nimby, don't you? You get a little bit like, oh, this is my canal. I think at the start of the pandemic, there was an enormous amount of usage of the towpaths and really quite a renewed interest in the canals and and people getting quite excited about, you know, maybe um, spending their summer holidays on the canals or walking or whatever and um, saw lots of people cycling along. Um, I must say, all of that seems to have dropped off from my perspective. On my way to work, you know, early in the morning, uh, often raining or snowing, as it has been the past couple of weeks. I don't see another soul on the towpaths, probably because there's no one barking mad enough to be out in that weather. That everyone else is far too switched on and sensible and worked out that it's a bit rubbish. But also partially, I think everyone's just a bit fed up of everything at the moment. And I don't think anyone's particularly motivated to do anything, any of the lockdown projects they've set themselves or even a jigsaw or to go for a walk. You know, I think everyone's just sort of lost the spark of life, which is is a, is a really a great shame, a great shame, because I think it's still a beautiful world out there. And actually, nature doesn't care what us silly humans are doing. You know, whether we're walking around with masks on or not, I don't think the, the birds are, are too fussed about that. And I, I don't think they're um, too fussed about whether there's loads of us on the towpath or, or not that many. And that the canals sort of still bimble on regardless. Although it's very urban here, it is a privilege to be so near to so much nature. 
we were on a walk the other day and there's a stretch where the canal is almost alongside the railway, isn't there? And the railway's slightly banked up from the canal. And you spotted it. It was a really sweet little dormouse. Tiny little tiny thing, little wasn't thing. it? Um, coming out of a hole, sort of under... Yeah. You know, when you, you wouldn't have noticed the hole, but once you saw the mouse, you're like, oh, you can clearly see that's a tunnel mm. that goes in and out of. And he came out and he was doing that cute little... Mousey, rubbing his nose, rubbing his nose yeah. um, with his little tiny paws and then he went in and we waited to see if he came out and then he came out of another hole didn't yes. he? and we were like oh my god mouse network and of course you know, we were just on the public bit of the canal anyone can see that but I think when you live on the canals and spend as much time walking the towpaths as we do you just get a little bit more connected don't you? You are very aware of daily changes of mm. the flora and fauna and it's amazing how nature, it doesn't care whether it's right by the railway, it doesn't care whether people are cycling past all the time or walking or past. Lockdown or COVID. Or, yeah, lockdown, yeah. COVID. It doesn't care about restrictions. Nature just carries on and you see these amazing trees growing through railings and Budlier growing out the sides of walls, like hanging over the canal. And it is quite magnificent to see, isn't it? It is. And surprisingly, we don't see many rats. You'd have thought you'd see lots of rats, wouldn't you? They're a bit like buses, though. When you see one rat, guarantee you'll see another rat that week. Yeah. But then none for six months. I reckon in the last uh, four years, I bet I've only seen five rats. Five or six, yeah. Four years, that's not bad, is that? Rat a a year? Oh, I wonder when we're going to have our rat of 2025. (laughs) Um, Other things, Um, CRT. I must admit, I think because of the lockdown, CRT are using this as an excuse not to keep in touch with us. Whenever we mention anything to them, it's, to a certain extent, dismissed. Spoke to our mooring manager. His thought was when we mentioned that brickwork or the the floor is starting to sink a bit by our toilets, showing that there could be a bit of um, subsidy there. His thing was, oh, well, I'll shut them down then. Not, I'll look into it and find out what's happening. And it is very dismissive. So just outside the boat, where where we're moored on the towpath, it can get really muddy there in the winter, can't it? Mm -hmm. And in the summertime, you don't notice it so much because it's not so wet. But in the winter, it gets really muddy and uh, floods a little bit with puddles, doesn't it? And so we've spoken to the CRT about this and they're just not interested in trying to make that uh, more pleasant. And it just means that we're walking mud in all the time. And so I feel a little bit let down by the CRT, that they don't care about how we live here enough, I don't think. It's an interesting point because there have been some lovely improvements on the canal, you know, being yes, emptying the side. They do, yeah. they do it. They, they're doing a great and job. They're, making, they're doing a really great job of making it a nice place for people who live in the city or visit the city to enjoy. And I know that the CRT has a policy at the minute of trying to get people spend more time outside and enjoy the canals for well-being and Mm. mental health and i couldn't agree with that more and they're putting in this amazing linear orchard europe's longest longest orchard from birmingham to to wolverhampton or something and that's lovely that's coming on and so we can't complain about that but where we actually live and this does sound really complainy where the moorings are not cheap i think people are surprised sometimes well this is supposed to be a premium site apparently then they don't care terribly much about no, our well-being because that mud's probably going to be the finish of you. you really well, I'm going to slip on that and it's going to get her wheels of her little mobility scooter stuck in there. That is true. We have an amazing boater here who is uh, quite an age and although she can get out walking with sticks, she has a mobility scooter and it's not safe ground out there with the it's... mud and the unevenness. Uh, and Really, all I want is a couple of tonnes of gravel 
and I will be a CRT volunteer to lay it down. I don't mind about doing the labouring. Are you using this podcast as a I plea? am. <laughs> please help. Any gravel you please. have, you could give, please. <laughs> oh. no, but the, but no, no, but the point is, the point is, you know, we're locked down in this space. It's winter. And as a result, you know, the mud is bad. You just, you just notice these things more so. You do. But we did also yesterday on our walk notice catkins and the tiniest beginnings of buds yes. on trees. Mm. And hope is in the air. Hope spring, spring is just around the corner. Is in the air. So, yeah. So let's not be moany. Let's be thankful for all the. All right. Beautiful... Thank you. Thank you, CRT, for the mud outside my boat. Oh, thank you, nature. Th- thank you, Matthew Bolton, for being so bullish when it came to building canals. And we have that legacy here now. I do love the canals. Mm. I really do love the canals. Me too. Long live the canals. One thing I have noticed is it's still, even with the bad weather, it's still so busy on the towpaths. And it's a really good thing. The Canal and River Trust are trying to convince the government to keep giving them money when their initial funding runs out um, in a couple of years' time. And they've repositioned themselves as a well-being charity, with canals being the... Um, these sort of well-being assets, these linear parks in in urban areas, and I think lockdown has been a bit of a gift for this argument because yes, yes. people are so using the canals so much within the cities. I was in a another park a couple of weeks ago, and it was a beautiful sunny day, and there were more people out than I was comfortable with, so I chose not to go to the reservoir. But while I was waiting, somebody asked me for directions to the waterfront. Um, because we've got a, a huge reservoir nearby and it's, it is it is like a, a beach in the city, Edgebaston Reservoir. And it's, it is a lovely place to go, but I, I could see it was going to be too busy. But I've never been uh, I've, I've never been asked for directions to the waterfront before no, in no, Birmingham. No, you can sort of see people when, when I've walked around the loop and been on the boat. You've got people looking at the phone. I know they're not reading. They're actually looking at a map and finding where to go because they've ne- never gone round the canals before and they think, well, what happens if we just walk round this? And people are using the canals a lot more. Let's just hope the government do give CRT the money they deserve to keep the canals going. I think it's a wonderful thing that people are discovering the, the canal system and I hope that they continue to value them, that people don't just go back to their gyms when lockdown finishes because they are this this wonderful asset. I... I quite passionate about this i'm a trustee of the inland waterways association and that's what we fight for is for the continued use and preservation and valuing of the of navigations across the uk not not necessarily just um canal and river trust waters but it's it's wonderful to see people using them and appreciating them and discovering these little bits of nature in their backyards yeah and hopefully this will spin off that they won't dump rubbish on there I think that's John makes a really good point. If people use the canals and they value the canals and they see them as something useful, that people are less likely to um, have antisocial behaviour or are more likely to challenge people who would dump rubbish, etc. Well, this is what we hope, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a theory. At the moment, looking at bits of Birmingham, it ain't working too well, but it is nice to see the canals well used. Every winter there's a programme of stoppages and that's where Canal and River Trust close the canals and they do that so that they can um, replace certain parts or, or work on it or whatever. And um, in previous winters, when I was out on my boat, it's affected me. Last winter it didn't because I was I was moored here at, at Hockley Port and didn't have to move anywhere. So I didn't because it's winter and it's cold. But 
I think this winter there's there's still a full programme of stoppages going on. You know, Canal and River Trust, all credit to them, seem to be seem to be pressing on with getting stuff done. And it's not COVID that's holding them back, but it, it's the appalling weather we've been having. So I think if anything, their programme of stoppages is probably having less of an impact than it ordinarily would, because no one can go anywhere anyway. And another thing, yeah. <laughs> the pump or the toilets or the sewage is overflowing this morning, I noticed. It's not sewage, it's the drain away from the washing machine. Yeah, which is connected to the system for the Elsan pump out, which is blocked up. And if you flush that, it comes up out the um, manhole cover. Is that true? It's all connected, yes. And on a final note... This week is my final chemo. Hopefully then things will start to get a lot better for me. And I'm also having my COVID jab on Monday. So things are looking up for me. (laughs) The man's going to be unstoppable. We've got to keep him in for another month, though. It's like trying to quarantine a puppy. That was John giving us all a timely and poignant reminder that if all you have to worry about is plastic rubbish around your prop shaft and muddy puddles on your doorstep, then you're a very lucky person indeed. And I think we do all recognise just how lucky we are to be so closely connected to the water and its banks and its rich history that not only threads itself through the city, but binds the city and brings the people of the city together. As Rachel says, Long live the canals!